Welcome back to the Reading and Writing Podcast. My guest today is Elizabeth Gifford, author of the new novel, The Good Doctor of Warsaw. Elizabeth, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for inviting me. Great. If someone hasn't heard about your new novel, The Good Doctor of Warsaw yet, how would you describe the novel? I particularly wrote the novel because I think not that many people have heard about The Good Doctor of Warsaw and Dr. Korczak was a very famous person in Poland. He was a very beloved children's writer. He ran two uh, orphanages for children. He was a children's doctor, and he was also a broadcaster. And he worked very hard to make children's lives better. He, in fact, still continues to inspire people who look after children. There's a, the International Janusz Korczak Society is based in America, in Seattle. And across the world, many teachers and parents follow his ideas of respecting children and trying to make their lives happier in the present rather than putting off their happiness for some future time. So I would say it's a book that is to help people get to know the good Doctor of Warsaw because he's such a life-enhancing person if you care for children. But also, of course, it's a book about the Holocaust and the Warsaw Ghetto. And I was lucky enough to meet the son of two of the survivors of the Warsaw Ghetto, some of the 1% out of half a million who survived. And through their love story, their remarkable love story, they worked with Dr. Korczak in the orphanage in the ghetto. They, it's, they managed to um, survive and bring his message of hope out with them. So I think it's a story of some of the worst that human beings can do and also a story of how very wonderful people can be in living selflessly for others. I'm curious, how did you first hear about the story of Dr. Korchak and and decide to write a book about I was a young mother and a teacher and I was at a, a conference a teaching conference and somebody put some quotes up on the overhead projector and I just thought they were remarkable they just really got to the heart of raising children so I asked the lecturer about them and she wouldn't let me go until she'd told me about Korchak and that started a quest to find out more about him and during that time I came across a Roman in Sweden whose parents were in the ghetto with Korczak. And I just wanted to write their story and also the story of Janusz Korczak so more people could get to know him. So I'm curious for those just to, to set this in historical perspective, what was the history of Poland prior to the invasion by Germany and eventually the Warsaw Ghetto? Poland had just become free of Russia since the 20s. So it had only really had 20 years of freedom. But towards the end of that time, the shadow of fascism started to creep across Europe. And although it was a very multicultural society with nearly half of Warsaw Jewish and other minorities, such as Ukrainians, Germans, on an equal footing, it suddenly became unequal. And there was a lot of anti-Semitism in Poland. Korczak had a lot of his work taken away. He lost his job as a lecturer at the hospital. He lost his non-Jewish orphanage. He lost his broadcasting. He was really, and then gradually all the Jewish people were rounded up and put into a ghetto. 
of about a square mile with half a million people inside. And so it's a very sudden, dark history. And the Polish people went from being quite anti-Semitic to being the second in line in the sights of the Germans who considered the Polish people to be slightly less than human. That, that's what happened quite quickly in Poland. And when I started writing the book, it felt like very old history that could never happen again. But by the time I'd finished writing the book, it was quite shocking to see some similar things being said across Europe and America. Yeah, that's sad. What was your original writing journey that led you to working on and writing your first novel? That was published. I was a teacher, and in my spare time, I was doing writing and attending writing courses. I taught dyslexic children and special needs. And then. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Eventually, after doing a master's in creative writing in London at the university, I ended up with enough material for a book, which was about, actually it was about the uh, north of Scotland where there's a legend about a mermaid that's actually based on some very ancient history about Sami kayakers. So I finished that during the MA and an agent took me on and I carried on writing historical novels. That's great. What was your MA experience like? It was great. It was a small group of fellow writers and we workshopped each other's books and became great friends. In fact, one of the um, girls in the group was Lisa Klausman. She's American. She wrote Tigers in Red Weather. She's actually the great granddaughter of Herman Melville. So yes, oh, wow. it was yeah, it was a lovely group and we, we all had a great time. Worked very hard and had great That's tutors. Great. Yeah. So what was your writing process when you were working on The Good Doctor of Warsaw? Do, do you outline your novels extensively or are you more of an organic? Well, that's an interesting one because it, was, it felt different because it was about the Holocaust. And I was very worried about doing justice to the topic and the people in it. So after doing a lot of research, I wrote a very dry, factual account and the publisher said, look, this isn't your usual writing and it's actually very hard to read. Could you please go back and rewrite the whole thing as a 
novel using the usual descriptions, conversations. So I was quite happy to do that because I hadn't really enjoyed writing such a dry account. But fortunately, it left me with all the facts and then I could put that into the novel form. And I had Roman, the son of the couple who fall in love and then are taken into the ghetto and unusually managed to escape in a very dramatic way. And Roman very kindly gave me photographs and told me stories. And crucially, he he checked the book through a lot and made me correct things that were wrong. And which was great because when I went over to Seattle to the Janusz Korczak Foundation conference, a Holocaust expert there, a university um, professor said, she thought it was one of the most accurate depictions of the Warsaw Ghetto that she'd read in a novel. So it was worth all the hard work to get it right. I think with a, with a Holocaust book, you really do need to do that. So it was different in that. Well, given your, your experience thus far in writing and getting your historical novels published, what writing advice would you offer for those who are listening, who are working on their own stories? I would say keep going. I think generally you haven't finished the book until you finish the book. And when you first think you finish the book, you've got a draft or whatever, you're actually probably halfway or a third of the way through because you need to keep going over it and making it better. So I would say just keep going. Don't be disheartened by the amount of work. I think it's the amount of work that can put people off really. And then when you've got something finished, somebody can take it up, but they can't take up something not finished. Workshops, having writing buddies, all that sort of things keeps you going. That's great. Are you working on another novel now? Yes, I am. I'm working on a novel set in uh, Scotland and it's partly set in the whaling port of Dundee and partly in a Scottish castle that I know quite well through a friend of the family who used to live there. And so I'm really enjoying that. That's great. What novels or nonfiction books have you read recently that you enjoyed? Oh, gosh, lots really. I'm reading quite a lot about the Arctic. I really enjoyed A Woman in the Polar Night, which is set in the 1930s in Svalbard. Yes, but uh, yeah, so lots of things really. I'm reading What Do You Want From Me? which isn't a novel, but it's by Terry Apter about uh, learning to get along with in-laws, and that'll be part of my book. That's great. Where can people find you online if they want to learn more about you and your novel? It's just Elizabeth with an S, Gifford.com, or um, I'm on Twitter or Facebook. Great. Well, again, we've been speaking with Elizabeth Gifford, author of the new novel, The Good Doctor of Warsaw. The novel is on sale now, so go buy a copy. And Elizabeth, thanks for doing this interview. Thank you for having me. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.